Welcome to another episode of Before You Kill Yourself with your host, Leo Flowers. I am Leo Flowers. Today we're going to talk about acting as if. Uh, some people say fake it till you make it, but acting as if come up came up for me because I go to a SCAA meeting, which is a Sugar and Carbs Anonymous meeting, and that was today's topic. Um, and I was like, oh yeah, acting as if. They really got me in a, so much trouble as a, as a kid. And even now, the whole acting as if. And if, you don't, if you've never heard people say or don't really understand what acting as if is, it's typically used in a way where, um, you know, act as if you got the job. Act as if everybody loves you already. Act as if you're a celebrity. You know, it was like, act as if the thing that you you want is already taking place. You know, act as if, um, the, you know, you have a million dollars. Act as if you are a, a celebrity or your parents do love you or are, are hugging you. You know, act as if you are, hang, you know, you always have things to do on a weekend and, um, Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. So just acting as if the life that you want, the people that you want in your life, the things that you want for yourself, the things you want to do, um, act as if you're a writer. If if you're trying to write a book or a architect, like what would an architect do? So that whole acting as if is great. But today, what I want to talk about are the ways in which acting as if can work against us. And then I'll talk about how acting as if can work for us. And then I'll discuss um, how to act as if. Like, what does that look like in a way that can serve us? And, and I, you know, and so before I get into that, I just want to mention, like, acting as if is a tool. So when you go to, into therapy or you read any self-help book, what they're giving you are tools. And like any tool... Um, you have to know when to use it, right? A hammer is a tool, but that doesn't mean that I use the hammer for every situation. Same thing with acting is because I'm, I'm the type of person that if you if you say, hey, this tool works, this is how you get success, this is how you be happy, this is how you sleep, then I'm the type of person where I'm going to use that every single time. Like if my girlfriend tells me she loves uh flowers, then I'm going to get her flowers every day. And she's, and then she's going to look at me like, yeah, I love flowers, but I don't need you to bring me fresh flowers every single day. But, but that's my type of like compulsion or obsessiveness or whatever, where if you say this tool works, I'm going to use that tool. If you say, this is the book to read, I'm going to, I'm going to read it like, you know, a million times. And so like when we talk about acting as if, it's not that acting as if is a bad thing or a good thing or a negative thing or a positive thing. It's about really understanding what it is and then how to use it instead of so that we are making sure we're using the right tool at the right time. Do I need a hammer? Do I need a screwdriver? Do I need, um, you know, like there's a, like even with therapy. There's a time to use cognitive behavioral therapy. And then there's a time to use more Freudian psychoanalytical therapy. And then you have um, you know, more solution-focused or relational therapy. 
Like it's about knowing what to use when. They are all tools. So what are some of the 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 downsides of using acting as if? One is it could lead to a suppression of our authentic emotions. You know, I remember being in class and not knowing that having a question about, you know, especially in math, like I wasn't a very good math student and I had so many questions, but I would suppress the, the not knowing this because I didn't want to look dumb in front of other people. So then I just ended up being dumb, right? <laughs> because I was, I was too terrible. I was like, well, it seems like everybody else, right? That's that stinking thinking. It looks like everybody else knows the answer to this. So uh, I don't want to be the only one that's right. Like I'm on an island by myself. When really looking back, I realized that if I had asked the question that I had, I would have helped so many other people in the classroom who also had the same question, right? Um, rarely, I mean, there's a planet of 8 billion people. I'm, I don't think I'm the only one with anything, right? No matter what your experiences is or are, you're probably not the only one who's had it. Eight billion people, somebody out there uh, has a similar story. You can you can vibe with them. You can high five and be like, oh, you too? Oh, dope, you know? Um, the second way it can work against us is it can, uh, uh, we can end up disconnecting from reality, right? Because when we're constantly acting as if a situation is different from reality, it can create a, a, a disconnect from actual circumstances. So we end up ignoring or denying the present reality, which then prevents us from being able to problem solve and adapt to what is in front of us. So if I'm walking around acting as if um, the, uh, you know, the house isn't on fire when it is on fire, then I'm not going to put the fire out. I'm like, no, no, it's not on fire. It's, it's fine. It's fine. It's like, no, it's not. Grab the fire extinguisher and put it out. And you may even find this in relationships where um, you're, you may be disconnecting from the reality of your relationship. Maybe you're in an abusive relationship. And in your head, you're like, no, no, it's, it's, just, it's just, we'll be fine. It's not abusive. It's just how they talk. Um, you know, I can handle it like that kind of we're like we're acting as if we can handle it. It doesn't hurt us. It doesn't harm us. Or, you know, we may uh, even be doing that with an addiction where just acting as if we can handle it. We're functional. No one knows. It's like, whoa, when we do that, we're not problem solving and we're not adapting. We're not getting the help we need. We're not putting ourselves in a treatment program, et cetera, et cetera. And then the last way that acting as if can work against us is it prevents a lack of genuine personal growth, okay? A lack of genuine personal growth. Um, you know, even though that acting as if can be a very useful tool for behavior change, true personal growth involves self-awareness, reflection, and genuine transformation. Just mimicking, you know, the desired behaviors without really understanding the underlying motivations and making authentic changes can result in superficial and temporary shifts uh, without fostering lasting personal development. 
And then we end up feeling like uh, an imposter or we feel fake or inauthentic or like we're lying or a traitor. And, and uh, it becomes harder and harder to look ourselves in the mirror. Now, those are ways in which acting as if can work against us, can uh, you know chip away at our self-esteem or keep us in some type of uh, abusive relationship or situation that doesn't really serve us. Um, but what are some ways in which acting as if can service, right? When are those moments where acting as if allows us that growth, that authenticity, uh, and and can move us forward or get us unstuck? One is acting as if leads to behavioral change, right? Because if you act like, as you, if you act like you're, uh, you walk into a room and you act like you're a giraffe, you're naturally going to feel taller. They teach you that in, in acting is like mimic an animal, right? Walk in like a cheetah, walk in like a lion, and it causes behavioral change. If you act like um, you are a uh, an athlete, you're going to move your body differently. Or if you act like you're a salsa dancer or a dictator, all these different ways. You know, I was watching Gordon Ramsay, who's a, a chef, and um, it, you know, if you only knew him from the TV shows. He's a chef with a British accent that's always yelling at people. That's that's what he did. And then I found out that that that's what the producers wanted him to do. But in reality, he's a very nice and sweet guy. Because um, I, I saw this uh, recent video of him with Selena Gomez, where they're cooking burgers, and he was just a very nice, affable uh, guy, right? But because they asked him to be this mean, angry guy, because he was acting as if he was that. It led to behavioral change where he's yelling and he's physical and all that. But then when you see him not acting as if and being his authentic self, he's chill, relaxed, and very uh, intimate, right, and curious. So acting as if can lead to behavior changes where um, uh, it, it can benefit us. Where if I go, okay, like I read the story about Barack Obama, uh, writing his books at night. And I was like, oh, yeah. So that's encouraged me to write more at night because I, I think about him, right? Like, it's not that I'm acting as if I'm him, but I am definitely encouraged by thinking about him and uh, channeling that energy. And then the second way acting as if can work for us is through positive visualization. This kind of goes back to the Barack Obama example where, like, I'm, I'm visualizing him. Um, but just visualizing a positive outcome, like, okay, if I do this, then these things will happen. If I, if I wake up and I exercise, then my body will feel loose. I'll feel alert. I'm going to make friends. Um, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to have a million dollars in my bank account, like visualizing positive outcomes, right? And, and then that can motivate us to get going. Because I don't know about you, but there's there are mornings where I wake up and I don't want to go for a walk. I don't want to do any work. I don't want to shower. But then I start visualizing um, waking up, taking a shower, and Michelle and I just really hugging. Like we we, she typically gets up before I do in the morning, 
And Michelle is my girlfriend, if you're a new listener. Um, and so when I get up and brush my teeth, there's a, there's a point where, you know, we meet in the kitchen. She's already in there, and I give her a big hug. And so when I think about that hug I'm going to get from my girlfriend, I'm like, oh, yeah, you get out of bed. You got to get out of bed to get that hug. You got to get out of bed and take a shower so you can smell good. Because, you know, Michelle is like at my armpit height, so I got to make sure the pits smell nice and, and clean and fresh. So I'm like, you get out of bed, you take a shower, and then you you pull her into those armpits, you know. Uh, and I'm like, yeah, smell that freshness, smell that smell that degree. I used to use Arm & Hammer deodorant. But that positive visualization, that thinking of that positive outcome is uh, what motivates me and propels me forward, right? The other way that acting as if can service is the whole self-fulfilling uh, prophecy where our beliefs about ourselves and our abilities can influence our actions and consequently our outcome. Like if I believe that uh, this is going to work out, then I'm going to take action. A lot of times we don't do things because one, we don't, we don't think that we can do it. And two, um, we don't, uh, the, the, the system, we, we don't like the system or the process of it. Here's what I mean. Um, I, I've been working on a book and I realize a lot of my resistance to working on a book is the fact that it's a very isolating, solitary uh, exercise, right? More solitary than isolating. I love to work with other people. That's, that's what lights me up. I love uh, the collaborative experience. That's why I played college football and I played basketball. I love team sports. I, you know, I'm not big on uh, tennis or swimming, something I got to do by myself or golf. Like that, that to me is boring. I like, I like to do things with other people. And so I was like, oh, I have to imagine that by writing this book and, and getting some work done that I will be able to work with other people because other people will read it and then it'll build a connection. It'll help me uh, build my network. And then in the, in the future iterations and future books, it'll be a more collaborative experience. I can build a team around me, et cetera, et cetera. So then it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy, right? But sometimes you, you have to embrace. Oh, <laughs> that, that was Siri who just went off on my uh, cell phone. <laughs> oh, man, that scared, that scared me. I, I don't know what that sounded like in your end, but... Um, I hope it wasn't as loud for you. Um, and then the fourth way that we can uh, use act as, acting as if uh, for us is it helps us to overcome fear and doubt. If I act as if I own a place, like Michelle and I, we went to this uh, bar last night, and uh, there were so many people in there, and they, you know, it was, it was crowded and lively. And I, you know, I'm more of an introvert, um, so like I could feel myself shrinking when I walk into these loud, crowded spaces. And then I told myself, you know what? Uh, act as if you own the place. Act as if you work here or act as if everyone here is for you or your friend. And then that changed my body language. It opened me up. I felt more present and grounded. I could feel the energy rising up through my feet and, and into my toes. And I got a little tingling sensation and I felt tall. Um, and so it helped me acting as if helped me overcome the fear and doubt. 
And then lastly, acting as if also helped me then to build confidence, right? When we act as if um, we embody the qualities or behaviors associated with success or achievement, it helps to boost our self-esteem, right? And then we feel more capable of tackling challenges. So this is why it's so important for us to read about people who are doing the things that we want to do or are living the life that we want to live, whether you're reading about them or watching movies about them. Or, and then also, that's why it's important to make sure you're not watching or reading or consuming um, information about people that work against what you're trying to work for. Because, you know, how you, your ability to visualize and your ability to build confidence and overcome fear is going to be based on um, what you're taking in. So, um, you know, surround, whether it's through books, movies, TV shows, or actual people, try to surround, or joining a group, try to surround yourself with people who are going to encourage the habits and thought patterns that you uh, want to have. So a key component to acting as if is to imagine our future self, right? What does our future self look like? Um, Future could be a year from now, five years from now. And when we imagine our future self, one, think about your living environment. Picture yourself in a specific location, describing the type of dwelling you inhabit, whether it's a cozy apartment, a suburban house, or a city loft. Visualize the surroundings that make you feel content. Maybe you're in a log cabin out in the middle of the woods, or you're on a submarine in the middle of the ocean, like what's your living environment, right? Because this can help you in terms of acting as if and imagining your future self. Um, Your clothing style, what what, what kind of clothes are you wearing? Like envision the wardrobe of your future self. What kind of clothes are you going to be wearing on a day? Is it professional? Uh, Are you going to be suited and, and booted? Is it going to be casual wear, some flip-flops and uh, shorts and a T-shirt, a little, uh, what is it, Bahama? What, what is that? Oh, I forget the name of that that Hawaiian shirt place. It's very expensive, but it doesn't look like it. Um, or it could be a mix of both, right? Maybe you're wearing a suit during the day and flip-flops at night or vice versa. But consider the colors, the styles, and the, and the overall fashion sense of you in the future. For myself, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm ready for like the Star Trek uh, uniform to wear, where I'm just wearing the same thing every single day uh, so I don't have to think about it. But that's what I say. But, uh, you know, I do like to mix it up from time to time. And uh, I've been trying to incorporate more color into my, um, my wardrobe, right? Uh, ideally, I, actually, if I was being really honest, I, I, I wouldn't mind like a massive closet full of different clothes and um, and just throwing on something different every day because the clothes really does impact your, how you move and how you feel and um, uh, whether it's the how tight it is, how loose, the uh, is it uh, bright colors, dark colors? Um, are you layering? Are you showing off the arms? Uh, those kind of things. So what's your clothing style? Uh, think about that and, and write it down. Um, and then transportation. 
what's the kind of vehicle you're going to drive? You know, hopefully five years from now, we'll be in flying cars, right? Or, or it could be like that Tesla Cybertruck. Is, is it a sleek sports car? Is it eco-friendly hybrid? Is it a, oh, maybe it's a motorcycle or a, a moped. I remember when I was in Thailand, I got to ride around on scooters and I loved it. I know a lot of people when they retire, they end up in golf carts, <laughs> which is really dope. Well, we went to this uh, island in Catalina and just to be able to hop in and hop off of a golf cart, it was just like, this is the way to travel right here. It's so easy um, and, and so quick and, and doesn't take a lot of gas, right? Um, and then what's your fitness level going to be like? Like, imagine that. Imagine your fitness level five years from now. Picture yourself in terms of your physical fitness. Uh, what are the activities you're going to be doing? You're going to play in pickleball, table tennis. Uh, you're going to be doing yoga. You're going to the gym. Are you going to be hiking? Uh, you're going to be doing tough mud runs. Like, what's your physical fitness level? Maybe you're, you're just maybe you're going for a swim every day. But when you think about your future self, what what does that look like for you physically? Are you able to play on the floor with your children? Um, you know, how are you going to be able to to, to move in, in in ways that are different from you today? And then when we're imagining our future self. What are, what's your social life going to look like, right? Um, what are the act, activities you're going to participate in with your friends? Are you are you going out to the club dancing? Are you um, are you having like dinner parties, game nights? What's your social life look like? Is it is it zero, like no social life? Like you you're going to be a hermit, uh, you know? Maybe you live off in the in the in the mountains somewhere. And then what's your occupation? Right, envision your future job or your career. What what role do you have? What tasks are you performing? What's your level of responsibility? What's your title? Are you going to be CEO, CFO, owner, manager, district manager, cashier? Um, you know, what's your what's your? Are you going to be retired? Wow, right? Will you be retired in five years? And then, um, what about friendships? What are your friendships going to look like? Um, five years from now in, in your future self. Write all these things down, you know, from your occupation, your social life, your living environment, your transportation, so that you could really build that life. And then um, think about what you need to do on a daily basis uh, to move in that direction. What are your daily actions that, that you need to take? Right? What activities do you need to do on a daily basis to get there? What's your mindset and attitude? What does that have to be? Do you need to write a mission statement? Do you? Um, I know people who, uh, you know, for myself, I'll, I'll even say, is on my laptop I've taped down uh, mindset thoughts and ideas that I want to embody on a daily basis to remind myself, like, what's my mindset and what's my attitude, and that's just. For this year, for, for you know, for right now, what's my mindset? What's my attitude? Is it, is it um, uh, by any means necessary? Is it, uh, you know, all you need is love? Like, what's your mindset and attitude? And then, what are the decisions you need to be making the, to for your future self, right? That would get you there. What are the choices uh, that you have control over? 
because there's so much that we don't have control over that are outside of our of our of our power right but there are choices that we do get to make we do get to decide you know uh what we're now i want to say what we're eating but there are choices in your life uh and priorities and values that you get to pick that you get to have um and then you get to work towards it it may not look the way you want it to right you may be like I don't get to pick what I'm eating. Uh, somebody, you know, so, someone's cooking for me. You, maybe you're young um, and you just have to eat what's in front of you. But even within that, you maybe you get to decide how much of that you're going to eat, right, or when you're going to eat it. But what are the choices that you need to make that will slowly get you there? So it's not about doing a complete 180, right, it's about how do we slowly and incrementally make choices and moves to get us in that direction? And then how is our future self going to interact with others, right? How will we be communicating with other people? What kind of relationships um, will we be prioritizing? Act as if you already possess the social skills and interpersonal qualities that contribute to positive connections when i walk down the street um you know i've i michelle and i just moved into a new neighborhood i say new but we've been here for about a year now or a little over a year Uh, it still feels new to me i'm still learning about uh different things and i had to change my mindset and my attitude and decisions i was making about how i interact with other people i in the beginning was like man nobody says good morning or says hello and then I was like, I have that power. I can do that. And then I started waving and saying hello. And, and I noticed other people have been more open about waving and saying hello. So, um, and I was like, that's what I want. So I have to be the thing. You know, it goes back to that quote. I have to be the change that I want to see in the world. If I want people to acknowledge me so that I feel like I belong, then I have to be willing to acknowledge other people, Right. Instead, but you know, but before I was just walking around like nobody wants to acknowledge me, and it's like, well, I have the power to acknowledge other people. How cool is that? So let's wield that power. Let's wield the power that we do have. Um, with that said, you know, uh, to to summarize here is like acting as if can work for us or it can work against us. It's about really understanding what acting as if is, and knowing when and how to incorporate it, right? Actors act as if, right? But they're not acting like that 24-7. They are acting like that for the camera and, and while they're shooting because that's how it serves them at that time to act as this character. But if, um, you know, the guy who played Darth Vader was acting like Darth Vader in all the other movies that they put him in, then it wouldn't serve him. He'd be fired. It'd be like, we don't need the Darth. This is not Star Wars. We This is a, ro- a romantic comedy. Why are you talking like that? Why are you saying, Luke, I am your father in this? Ro-? You, know, you see what I'm saying? So it's about knowing how and when and and recognizing that that's a, that's a very powerful thing that you you get to wield. So I will leave you with a quote from uh, Matt Haig's The Comfort Book. Uh, if you 
uh, been tuning in, you know that I've been reading. Um, he has this book called The Comfort Book, and every page has a different uh, little saying or quote or anecdote about comfort. And this is uh, from page 126. He says, quote, Your problem is how you are going to spend this one and precious life you have been issued. Whether you're going to spend it trying to look good and creating the illusion that you have the power over circumstances, or whether you're going to taste it, enjoy it, and find out the truth about who you are. End quote. And that's coming from Anne Lamott, uh, Berkeley Commencement Address. So if you want to see that full speech, uh, I'm sure it's on YouTube. Uh, just type in Anne Lamott, Berkeley Commencement Address, and you can see that full speech. But But I love that. You know, it's like, are we going to always pretend or are we going to risk finding out the truth about who we really are? Thank you for, you know, spending this moment with me and uh, taking seven seconds to share this episode with one other person. Now, um, I'm assuming that, you know, you're going to be like, oh, I love this episode and then go do something else. It's like, no, no, after you get done with this episode, go for a walk, think about it, and, 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 and then sit and do the work, you know, write out, you know, your future self, how you want to act, the mindset, the, the behaviors, take some time to write that all out. And if you're like, I, I don't have the time or the energy or, or whatever, you know, it's, it's an exercise or something you can do with your therapist or your coach. And if you need a, a, a coach, go to thrivewithleo.com and I will coach you through these exercises and other exercises. Um, if this is your first time tuning in, I really help uh, my clients navigate their way through pain, pressure, that feeling of I'm the only one, I don't belong, I feel like a burden. Um, and things aren't going to get better. I help them. I help them navigate their themselves to the other side. So if that sounds like you, go to thrivewithleo.com for one-on-one coaching with yours truly. Let's get to tomorrow together.